Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, everyone. David here with Pastor Liz and Pastor Bob. Hello there. Special delivery or deliverance. (laughs) Special deliverance today. (laughs) Our podcast today is about deliverance. Yes. You know, there's religious people out there right now going, shouldn't they be more serious? Oh, wrong my goodness. Okay, well, good night, so everyone. What? <laughs> well, now okay, they fine. Need deliverance. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What, what am I talking about when I say deliverance? What, what does that mean? Well, it has something to do with delivery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. 30 minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, some pizza joint. I but you, you have a deliverance ministry, Pastor Bob. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So yeah. what what is what is deliverance when I say that? Deliverance what am I talking is the about? greatest thing there ever was. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is great. What? You can't hear me? Stop hitting the mic. <laughs> <laughs> We're hearing me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. It is great. It's deliver- deliverance is awesome because it ha- people are bound by stuff, and God comes in and He delivers them. Mm-hmm. He's the great deliverer. He's Jehovah Sabo, the Lord of Hosts. Break down, kick down things, mm-hmm. take names. That's awesome. That's our God. When yeah. we talk about awesome God, you know, first of all, people use the word awesome way too much. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because I'm okay when they say awesome in relationship to God, but like, wow. Your coffee is really awesome. Pizza was like awesome. the pizza, pizza was awesome. You can't pizza, pizza is awesome. I was gonna say pizza. You've got really you've got I delivery. You've got delivery the, on the brand with the pizza. The the pizza yeah. Let's order out some pizza right now, if you don't mind. Yeah. Cheese only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Anybody listening to us for the first time should probably order pizza for us and, <laughs> yeah. and send it to Word of Life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. God is awesome. He's awesome. He's a delivering God. When you can't deliver yourself, which you never can, mm. he delivers. Yeah. I like and it. then, you know, it's delivers like that's pizza. <laughs> what do you mean, delivers? Yeah. What do you get oh, delivered from? Oh, okay. We're trying Sounding to talk to people. We're trying right to talk now. to people who are yeah. not Christians. Well, well, know. they shouldn't be listening to this. Or maybe anyway, people right? have a general yeah. idea of what it means, but not totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you're like stuck in prison, someone breaks you out. Mm. But it's a you know you're in prison and maybe even deserve to be in prison, and this guy breaks you out like he's your deliverer. That's what he's doing. He's taking you out of a place that maybe you deserve to be in, but that that person determines that you no longer are going to have to be there. It's yeah. great. You're not That's shackled. Good. You're not like tied down. You're not you know strapped. To your, you know, it's almost like you're tied to a dead person. Oof. Yeah. It's horrible. Like, you know. That sounds yeah. terrible. It is. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask Liz just um, on that note that Pastor Bob's saying is I think it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. But what are some maybe specific examples of things people get delivered from? Yeah. Well, I think when we're, okay, so when we're talking about deliverance, um, we are talking about um, that there are evil spirits in the world. We call them demons, right? And they, their job is to bring death and chaos and destruction. That's actually what they live for. Um, and to bring torment and to try to ensnare you in any way that they can. So mm. when we're talking about being in bondage, being in prison, we're talking about the influence of evil spirits, right? So there's things like depression, there's things like destruction, suicide, addiction, um, Go ahead, Pastor. Well, Man, are aren't things. there any good spirits? <laughs> the religious no ones. No good demons. No good. Demons. Oh wait, they're not very. They're no not very good, good. spirits. Yes. Yeah, yes, I mean, there's religious, religious spirits, spirits that bring all kind of bondage. Unclean spirits, yes. which I think all spirits are unclean, but they're definitely uh, specialized. That, yeah, specialized yes. ones. So when we're talking about deliverance, we're talking about people who are under the influence and oppressed and held in bondage by the influences of these wicked things, and that Jesus. Uh, when he overcame, he made the perfect sacrifice. He took the keys, mm-hmm. right, to death, hell, um, and he can unlock you out of those places because he actually has the It's key. pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, so just to give people a, the picture, because some people probably have never been in a prison, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe even a jail. Maybe they've seen him gone by. And from the outside, they look kind of nice. You know, they might be, <laughs> you know, nice 
brick walls and oh wow that's amazing it's so pristine yeah, yeah. you know like our prison in our town here the new one looks beautiful on the outside it looks like a office building yeah on the inside it's not an office building yeah. <laughs> you know even the newest mm-hmm. ones and when uh when a person's in prison mm-hmm. imagine this whole you know needing deliverance like you're talking about when you're in that kind of spiritual prison the guards there absolutely hate you mm-hmm. now that's i'm gonna make that really clear when we're talking about deliverance the enemy of your soul hates you hates everything about you your life anything that's good yeah. has nothing will will do nothing to help you mm-hmm. nothing and it, it's just to imagine that uh and a lot of times people toy with things that get them in that prison uh thinking that it's maybe making their life better or something but no it's they're they're the consequence and the end game of the of the enemy of our soul demons spirits all that kind of strangeness that we don't always think about every day of the you know week which maybe we should be more a little more cognizant of since it's all over the world um they absolutely hate your life. Mm-hmm. Like, and to understand that you have a, you know, when Satan, when Jesus, you know, says, hey, he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning, he's the father of lies. This dude, I mean, there's nothing good coming out. Right. right? His, yeah. his assignment is to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, and he's not going to help and your life. Those huh? are the, no. That's <laughs> no. all he's interested yeah. in, including those that are in his kingdom, right? Which is these evil spirits Mm -hmm. that are um, under his fear dominion is to steal, kill and destroy. They will not bring anything to you. That's good. They can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have this sense also. I was, I I think I shared this with you guys a few weeks ago. I was thinking about this and I'm like, I think the devil actually hates demons too. Yeah. They hate everything and everybody and every, I mean, that's the weird part. Imagine being around a group of ruthless, reckless, people like we can only relate to them in terms of people but they're you know they're not they're 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 without bodies they have the spiritual uh component of their being and they are absolutely in hate Mm -hmm. like total complete hate (laughs) there's not about everything and anything so they don't get along with anybody or anything Uh, if you give them a chance they'd probably just consume themselves too and uh, they hate and if you're a Christian, they absolutely hate you. They detest the fact that you're uh, that you know Jesus, and that they can't do anything about that. But they can make your life a little more miserable by trying to convince you to do something against your own life. Mm-hmm. And that's where some of those other spirits come in, like spirits of destruction and spirits of suicide yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, spirits that would cause people to abandon people, uh, to abuse people. Those are all spiritual things. Mm-hmm. That, yes, um, you're also in the flesh when you're dealing about people you know, being overcome by those things. You may be dealing with people with mental issues and physical issues, I, I get all that. But there's a spirit in the world behind all that that hates everything about humanity. Because humanity is something they can never attain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask um, along those lines of how do we know um, the difference between a spiritual attack or a spiritual control or compulsion over someone and maybe a mental illness or maybe a physical affliction? Would, would you say there's always a spiritual element in these things? Or would you say sometimes... You, you know, the person needs different a different kind of help. What would you think, Liz, on this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we can never forget that people are spirit, soul, and body. And not everything has a spiritual solution and not everything has a mental solution and not everything has a, a whichever one I didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> Which one did I start with? Physical solution. One of the four. In other words, sometimes as Christians, we try to always address things from a spiritual place, but right. sometimes there's um, a physical component, right? There's chemical yeah. imbalances sometimes, which the Lord can heal, yeah. but also he gives wisdom in how to address some of those mm-hmm. things. There's environmental causes. There's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's really um, partnering with, um, the Holy Spirit to have discernment as to how to bring wholeness to the 
to the whole person, yes. right? Spirit, soul, and body. And so it can never just be, oh, it's just a, you know, a, a soul issue. They need to go to therapy, mm-hmm. right? Well, maybe that is needed, but maybe they also need to be delivered from a spirit that's oppressing them that no amount mm-hmm. of therapy is ever going to free them from, right? Yeah. Or maybe there's a physical component in their life that needs to be dealt with um, so that there can be further healing of their whole person. Yeah. I've always thought of it as like blood in the water. If somebody has a physical infirmity or somebody has a mental illness or anxiety or depression, that blood is going to draw sharks. And so, you know, the enemy is going to come and make it worse. Even if he wasn't the cause of it, he'll be there. There'll be some sense where he's. Yeah, he'll always exploit weakness. (laughs) Yeah, he's a predator, right? He'll exploit physical weakness. Mm -hmm. He'll exploit Mm -hmm. mental weakness. That's just who he's not. Mm -hmm. He's not kind in any way. And so he will come in. I know Pastor Bob teaches this, like when you're physically weak, mm-hmm. um, he'll come in and exploit that and try to use that as a doorway to bring in all kinds of other things now. Mm-hmm. And the more confusing he can make it, uh, he, that's what he does. Yeah. It's interesting in those three components of a being that you were talking about, our spirit, our soul, and body. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now if we're talking about a person that's saved right. first, okay, yeah. now you have a spirit a new spirit born of God. It's incorruptible, you know, like the word tells us by the word of God, which abides forever. And, um, that if you're actually saved, okay. So yeah, that's not my decision. That's, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't get to judge that. That's somebody else. That's God that judges (laughs) that. Um, but if you're actually saved, the reality is, is that, um, a lot of people think that a spirit can affect their spirit. And I don't believe that at all. I believe that your spirit's perfect. It's born of God, incorruptible. And so I don't believe that there's an effect that way. But I do believe that the enemy comes in in your into your um, and affects your soul. I do not believe he can read your mind. That's a whole other mm-hmm. aspect of it. I don't believe he's that. It's not like God. Yeah. Um, I believe he reads your actions. <laughs> and so when he tempts you with something, he sees how you respond. And then he'll tempt you again, maybe building on that response. Mm. So he's looking for outward things. And so uh, with those three components of our, our being, um, I believe this, your spirit is actually your new spirit, is designed to influence and affect your soul and your body, like to have an effect on it. I believe that the life of God, the life of Christ that's in your new spirit is designed to come in and actually overshadow your entire being eventually if Mm -hmm. you'll submit to it with the word of god with the washing of the water the word you know there's a process there water baptism all of that and then finally in the chain you know in the twinkling of an eye at the you know the last day the you know change in the twinkling of an eye and that corruption your physical body will you know put on incorruption all of that but i believe the three are designed to somewhat affect the, um, each other in some interesting ways. I think your body can affect your soul. I think your soul can affect your body. And I think your spirit can affect both of them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that your spirit uh, can be affected by either your soul or your physical body. The way you think spiritually <laughs> might be affected. Yeah. And that's the thing. So when the people, spirit of your mind. Yes, the spirit of your mind. It's your soul. I mean, if you, you know that from because yeah. you do studies in the word and many times the, the word spirit translates really as soul mm-hmm. and it's uh and so it, that's really the area you know when when the lord um you know uh talks to us in the word about uh bringing into a captivity every thought to the obedience of god you know casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against him that's soul <laughs> That's not your spirit. Mm-hmm. Your spirit's like, cool. It's like, yeah, we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're ready to go with God. Let's get in right. line here. Right. And um, but, they, but those are very serious things you brought up about your, your body and your soul. Yeah. Because that's the gate that opens for the enemy. And, he, and when he sees an opening, he will come in. And he is, like you're saying, he's, a, you know, he's a, like a, a devouring lion. And he will come in and just... Uh, just run through if you if you open up that gate to him he'll take he'll devour you know and or put fear in your soul so yeah i I just wanted to say something too i was thinking about this early about the mental illness thing because i know that's such a prevalent thing in our society and almost a very like untouchable subject i think in some ways you know Mm -hmm. and it's like well you know, I have a mental illness or, you know, those mental health issue or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, 
um, that's nothing new. You know, I was thinking about <laughs> the, mm-hmm. um, the man that Jesus encountered that, you know, was dwelling in the caves and he was, he was a lunatic basically. Mm-hmm. Like he was out of his mind mm-hmm. and Jesus, uh, delivered him, which is also the same word as healed, right? If, uh, right. We want to separate those. It's the sozo salvation, deliverance, and healing mm-hmm. all in one. It's mm-hmm. how God, mm-hmm. um, encounters people like yeah. all their, their full yes. being all at once. And so I was thinking like, uh, he and it says that you know after that happened he was fully clothed like sitting at the feet of Jesus back in his right mind Amen. and I was thinking about that I was like you know what whether that was just a he cast out a spirit that and then he was better or whether he um, physically healed his mind you know his brain of something that was missing like whatever was needed there jesus was able to address it yeah. and to bring him into wholeness and i like i believe this so much for where uh the lord was wanting to bring his church into this place of faith that whether it's a a soul issue or a demonic issue or a physical issue that con- is contributing to the mental health crisis jesus has the answer for all of it and it's all deliverance. It's all healing. It's all right. salvation all at once. And I believe we need to get faith back in the church where I think we've kind of relinquished that area a bit to like to right. science and to therapy and like, oh, those people know the answer, but Jesus is the answer. And so I just, it's just something that you brought it up. And I just mm-hmm. was thinking about it today. Like whatever the, whatever the source of it is, God can address it. And he can heal and he can deliver and he can mm-hmm. restore yeah. all at once. And we don't actually mm-hmm. oftentimes need to know <laughs> how he's going to do it mm-hmm. and like prescribe it for him. It's just we bring our faith, like God, deliver, heal, restore, yeah. and what, he can do what it. What I love yeah. about that scripture you were just mentioning uh, was when the man's delivered, he's found, and the thing that always mm-hmm. spoke to my heart about that, I mean, it just spoke real intensely, he's found at the feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. like he's found with him. Yeah. And I believe that uh, when people find deliverance, they will find themselves with him mm-hmm. at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. And that that's where they reside. That's where they're, um, they find their resting place. Uh, they don't find it in a bunch of other things because he's such a full healer, deliverer, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. He does it all, like you're saying. And, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, I think it's just important to remember that. Like if yeah. uh, people like listening to this, if they're thinking about deliverance, like there's, that's God's like saying, Hey, I have this all for you here. Just mm-hmm. come right now. To Amen. Me. The Lord's I'm the Lord, your deliverer. Yes. Yes. And we need to look to him as our physician, our deliverer, mm-hmm. even if it comes through the hands of a therapist or a doctor or whatever it right. comes through, or it comes from him miraculously. Mm-hmm. He's the one mm-hmm. who's the deliverer. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening and, you know, has, has just been spending their living on physicians or, you know, whatever, like, mm-hmm. like the woman in, in Luke, um, that could be the way God heals you, but you have to look to him ultimately mm-hmm. as your right. deliverer. Um, the, the thing I like about that Legion passage mm-hmm. where the Legion was mm-hmm. cast out is the man was found clothed clothed again, yeah, where he was completely that. exposed and completely ashamed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord brought him back to dignity and he right. covered his shame. That's right. And he didn't just condemn him for who he was in the mm-hmm. past or what had afflicted him. He clothed him. And I think somebody needs that too. Like somebody's maybe, um, you know, feels completely like they wasted their life or they've, they've gotten themselves in too deep and um, they're just worthless now. I think that's so good what you're talking about here. And I think that someone listening is needs to really know and hear like the details of that because he's clothed and in his right mind. Mm -hmm. And um, when you mentioned this very um, important component of this is the shame part and people, um, you know, in, when they're in shame like that, they get stuck and they're, and they look on things in their life with so much shame and and let's say let's like you said let's say they have something wrong they have a chemical imbalance okay there's no shame in that no okay like that's like if you got a broken arm you know there's no shame in that yeah. it's like and if god comes and heals it completely like that wonderful you got delivered mm-hmm. yes if god comes and brings a doctor in to help you know bind it up and then in the process, he heals it mm-hmm. in that process. Because without that, it ain't getting healed, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We know lots of people who have gotten stuff done, you know, by a, or a physician or a surgeon, 
and it didn't heal, mm-hmm. right? People understand yeah, that. A lot of people who take uh, um, chemicals for imbalances in their body, but they don't get healed, right? right? So God is always that healer. He's that so, right? I mean, that's the deal. He's the deliverer. Mm-hmm. And so when we know that, um, it, it's like I said, it's such an important component that, uh, you know, we're, you're found in your right mind, and that is you're not in shame anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's oh, it's God because God has brought you out of that place into a new place. Well, I was going to say one of the things, and this is what Pastor Bob always teaches about deliverance, is that God is not just willing to deliver you out, but He will also deliver you in. Yeah. In other words, yeah. you know, like when He delivered the children of Israel out of bondage, it was so that He could deliver them into their promise. And mm-hmm. God will never just free you and then leave you naked to figure <laughs> it out. Like yeah. He's like, let me free you, but then also let me clothe you. Right. right? Like He's always going to deliver you into belonging, deliver you into wholeness, deliver mm-hmm. you into purpose. That's the whole. That's the whole reason for deliverance. It's not just to like free you and then you have to earn your way somewhere or you have to struggle and figure it out. Mm-hmm. He will always deliver you out to deliver you. Oh answer. man, and he's delivering us out of shame into his glory. Yes. He says, welcome home. I designed you yeah. for glory. Right. Right. You're feasting on an area of shame yes. and, and bondage. You're in prison, like Pastor Bob said. I have glory for you. And sonship for you. I, and we always are talking about discipleship on this podcast because the life you're living now doesn't have to be the life you're living if you're in slavery. Mm-hmm. God has freedom for you and glory and family and a way, a discipleship. And so like we're delivered out of this bondage, but then we're delivered into a whole new life that preserves our freedom. Yeah. And we're not just set free, we're made free. And so that's the full promise if anyone's listening to this of you know salvation forgiveness healing deliverance and a life like a life that's free Mm -hmm. um and it comes from jesus like pastor bob started by saying is he's the deliverer um but do christians need deliverance i mean you said like they can't be possessed right right never never so they don't need deliverance right yeah no they need deliverance (laughs) this is a a common thought out here right all right right you know what what would you say to that you've said a little bit about it yeah well i i believe that uh deliverance for a christian is deliverance from oppression of the enemy Mm -hmm. as opposed to deliverance from for someone that's not a christian they're actually possessed of the enemy because He's their father. He owns them. He's, you know, uh, Ephesians talked to us, you know, we were once in that world. We were once bound to him and owned by him. But uh, the blood of Jesus Christ paid for us mm-hmm. in full. And it's that blood uh, that made us free and delivered us, if you will, from the ownership of the enemy as That's opposed right. to now. So we're no longer owned by him. But now the question is, will we allow ourselves to be oppressed by him? And the difference, obviously, is ownership is somebody owns you, but you're bought with a price, the Bible says, paid for in full by the blood of Jesus. And so we're owned by him if you actually – I know people, especially maybe in our Western society, we don't like that because we we will immediately go to, oh, slavery? Oh, you know, this kind of ownership is great, (laughs) okay, because this owner has – everything good planned for your life <laughs> and he wants to give you everything mm-hmm. which is the you know and uh, the ownership is really uh, part you're part of you know you're brought into sonship and family it's that kind of ownership it's possessive like that um, as opposed to oppression which is a whole different thing for christians because that's the pressure of the enemy on your mm. soul that's the pressure of where from externally he's throwing those darts and of you know doubt d- darts of confusion and turmoil into your life and then the question is do you have uh, the shields set up the have you are you taking and putting into um uh, action in your life the things required to keep yourself uh, insulated from those Kind that kind of uh, assault, if you will, so that assault doesn't turn into an oppression, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't co- turn into a where like a army seizing, you know, building around an, an entire you know city, and this you can't go anywhere, you're stuck, right? It's no, he's made us more than conquerors. God's like, no, come on, you're my champions too. Let's get, let's hit this thing, let's go. Mm-hmm. So you actually go on the offensive (laughs) as opposed to oppression 
where you're like stuck because that's the enemy. See, he can't take away your life from you, who you are. Mm-hmm. He can try to talk you into giving, forfeiting your life. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. And he can try to talk you into just um, snuffing your life out yourself. Ooh. Just keep, you know, just stay there in the city where it's nice and safe and don't move. Mm-hmm. Just don't move. All right. And you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important what you're saying that um, there's freedom for us as believers. And some some believers, we can be guilty of looking for only the physical solution to our problem or only even the mental solution. And we don't go seek um, spiritual ministry. We don't seek the Lord to deliver us. And if you're listening, maybe you need that. Like Maybe just really ask the Lord, like, how can you deliver me, Jesus? Like, yeah. How can you simplify this and kick the enemy out of my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I want to inter- yeah. uh, interject something there right now, and we'll yeah. do it again maybe later, but yeah. there's definitely deliverance for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just want to offer that because that's what our, uh, our lives are about. Uh, I want to say our church is that, but we as the people of God, we are <laughs> deliverers. That's mm-hmm. our assignment in the earth. That's who we are. And we're there for each other. So if you're out there and you're having, you've been having issues, and you know we can just go through the whole long list of the th- spiritual issues. Yeah. You know, like you know, if you got this, so you don't. You're not like sitting there going, "Oh, I don't know if I don't need." It. You know, you need it when you need it. And so we're not trying yeah. to talk you into something. You just you know that already. You know where you where you reside. It's in your soul. It's not in somebody else's. If you need that, there's help here, and you could contact us at Spirit School of Ministry, you can come to Word of Life Fellowship in Miwok Village, and I promise you, God is your deliverer, mm-hmm. and he will deliver you. It's not just you come to this place and this place has some magical power. No, God is here. We make a place for him and his presence and his uh, delivering power, and we just happen to be dumb enough to believe him. <laughs> and yeah. if you just happen to be open enough to want deliverance from the things that are holding you, there's a place here. Mm, that's amazing. Another, yeah, and another thing, is um, and you guys could talk about it later, but on our on our website at spiritschoolofministry.com, you can go and find a whole teaching on deliverance. Um, God gave that to you. It's for free. Just take it and you just listen to it and God will help you in that process. Yeah. And um, he may deliver you right there on the spot. He's God. He can do it any way Who he wants. Who teaches that? Is it, isn't anyone good? Uh, some weird old guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bald Pastor guy. Pastor Well, the deal is with deliverance, David, is that um, God taught it to me because he yeah. delivered me. Like, that's the deal. Like, so he mm-hmm. delivered me from the first... I actually believe the first time you come to know God, you know him as deliverer. Yeah. That's the deal. That's what salvation, you mentioned that earlier, that's what salvation is. That's what, uh, it's healing, it's salvation, it's the deliverance. And so um, I believe we all know him that way. Yeah. We get, we get it. You know that if you've come to God, you yeah. know him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's the. Yeah. yeah. Just continuing in this personal yeah. line, I'll ask Liz first and then I'll ask Pastor Bob, but. Um, how did you get involved in the deliverance ministry? Hmm. Casting devils out of people. <laughs> if that sounds weird to you, you should read Mark 16 because every one of you should be casting out devils. Yeah. And that's part of our, our ministry. Yeah. Uh, but how did you first get involved in that? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I don't know. How did that happen? I know like officially pastor Bob invited me in to start being trained in that mm-hmm. area. Um, I know it's very connected with um prophetic anointing also um mm-hmm. and so i started to experience some of that just in praying for people it was like oh this is happening and right i better get <laughs> better <laughs> yeah. figure out what to do here you know because it just yeah. it would just start happening with people because the lord gives you insight to what's going on with them and things that are oppressing them and you start to be able to discern oh you're under this influence and this is twisting your thinking and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so um that was just a result of learning to hear the voice of the Lord more um, and getting yeah. his heart for people, there I think is, is yeah. really a key because <laughs> yeah. if you don't have that, you're operating out of some weird place. But, <laughs> um, but Pastor Bob invited, uh, started inviting me to come into times mm-hmm. um, where people would come in for deliverance and just begin to observe and see and ask questions and uh, eventually jump in a little bit and <laughs> kind of gone from there. Yeah, passed me up. No. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Pastor Bob? How did you? Uh, I was invited in when I was a very new Christian. Actually, it's I when I think back, and I 
probably only been walking with the Lord like a year and a half, two. And then the uh, gentlemen that were in our uh, church uh, running the deliverance ministry at the time just said, hey, Bob, would you like to come and join us? And I barely knew, you know, I mean, I was just coming to know God. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And I, I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and then uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is interesting. So I just um, shut up and listened and learned for probably a few years minimum, maybe more, and then continued to learn for the next 40 after that. Um, because you all, you're learning, look, that this whole, you know, spirits and deliverance, we don't live in that like world, mm-hmm. right? That's not, you know, I don't go around looking for spirits around every, you know, oh, he's in this bush here, you know, like I'm not interested. <laughs> well, he isn't. No. It's actually, it's actually a little above it. It's a little left. above it. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, uh, it's real and it, uh, you know, they, like I said, they hate you. <laughs> so, um, but um, you, you, if you learn, if you listen, and if you're called to that. So I was actually called to that prophetically um, and uh, just wanted to learn. Something that Pastor Liz mentioned is so critical, I believe, to anybody who's in the deliverance ministry, but even more critical to you if you're thinking you need deliverance. And that is you will know a deliverance minister because of their extreme love for the body of Christ, like their care for the body of Christ. Like that's more important to them than their own life. And they they want to see you delivered. They're not interested in just performing mm-hmm. their ministry. Like that's like so secondary because and it and you I've seen lots of people come and go in deliverance ministry and fail at it, miserably fail for that matter, because they didn't have that basic love for the body of Christ. They didn't yeah. have that care to see. Uh, you have to look at people with the heart of, of God and say, yeah, God's there, deliver and believe for that. And then recognize that you're not the deliverer, God is. Yeah. And so God is mm-hmm. choosing to reach in and touch them. And he he's um, maybe using you maybe as a vehicle at the time. Maybe you're just an observer <laughs> just watching and it's so awesome. I think some of the deliverance that I love the most that I've been involved in, I've been involved in over a year, 40, 50 years now, almost of this of thousands, like not only here, like other, other places in the world. And, um, it's just, it's mind boggling to watch God, like how he moves. Like, and yeah. like I said, the thing I like the most is when he just does it and you're just like, an observer going, wow, God, you are amazing how you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just great. And so th- yeah. I would say anyone, like I said, listening who thinks they may be called to that, uh, search your heart about that first. Make yourself a lover of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. of the church of God. Because uh, without that, you're going to fail miserably. <laughs> and then yeah. if you don't feel called to that, but you feel like you need deliverance, find someone that loves the church. Just yeah. The, yeah. And if you're not ministering in the church to start sharing the gospel with people, you'll run into a few of these guys, a few of these demons. <laughs> yeah, I, <think. laughs> I ran into a couple a couple of these guys before I even oh, believed, yeah. believed that the miraculous gifts of the spirit were for today. Right. And I was like, I better deal with this, you know, because it's, you know, you get faced <laughs> with this stuff. Um, and like you, you guys are both saying, like, you can't, like your heart, you're not going to leave somebody in that state. Right. If you see that they're oppressed and they're, they're struggling and you have Jesus, you have the authority of God. How are you going to leave them in that? Like, how, how can you do that? But mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and never like shaming the person for their problem, but mm-hmm. always like restoring in a spirit of gentleness, like we teach. Um, well, uh, we also believe yeah. that we've been forgiven much. Yeah. <laughs> and so we love much like that is the motivation behind that. I think Liz can Absolutely. speak for herself, but I think you, that's where it, it must come from that because mm-hmm. Um, when you're uh, uh, ministering deliverance, if you will, you, you're humbled by the fact that hey, uh, that's that's me yeah. <laughs> there. That's yeah. me. I I mean I'm there. <laughs> I've been there, and I'm also that's who I could be if I if I was ravished by the enemy in any way, and I would need that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just that that component of it is pretty amazing and because of that we've seen so many like tremendous deliverances over the years like just great stuff and you just rejoice in it just like wow god you're cool (laughs) you do stuff you do great things (laughs) yeah i was just going to ask you guys in a more general sense um what kind of things open the doors to a demonic oppression 
demonic attack? What kind of things could a Christian be doing that would give a foothold to the enemy to mess with them? Yeah. Well, we'll just put out the first big one, which is unforgiveness, Ah. right? I mean, scripturally, um, you know, the Lord tells the parable about the man who was forgiven and then uh, refused to forgive the debt of the one who owed him. And he was the commandment of the king was to hand him over to the tormentors. And so there is a scriptural biblical principle that when we refuse to forgive, even though we have been forgiven, um, that we are actually handed over to torment. And that's um, just how it operates in the, in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> God's, God's economy. So that's a, that's a huge one. Um, and so yeah, if, we, if, there's, if someone refuses mm-hmm. to forgive, it's pointless to pray for deliverance because you're going against God's principle, mm-hmm. against his way. So that's, a, that's so you won't even the big pray, one. <laughs> you won't even pray for somebody if they won't forgive someone? We'll ask them to give it up. Yeah, if they have bitterness and un- well, because you're praying against what God's yeah. allowing, <laughs> so yeah. and God's the deliverer, yeah. so it's not. Yeah, it's I pretty mean, serious. You're not going to deliver them out of the hand of God, right? Jesus is on the earth, and he's like, uh, "Pray like this: um, forgive us this day as we as yeah. we forgive them." So he made it very specific. He's like, "It's like put down as like the the new commandment of God," and just like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's the way it works. It's yeah. like no, that's they're linked. Mm-hmm. They're fully linked. It seems like a lot of bad could come in someone's life from unforgiveness. You think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, terrible. It's, it's yeah, it's tough to oh, see. It's a rotting, but it seems inno- it, it seems innocuous at first. Like you'd think, you know. I mean, obviously, we could talk about like somebody has you know a habitual sin that's you know gross sexual immorality or. Right. or drunkenness or just something like that. That's what you expect us to say. And mm-hmm. that's true. But I like how you started off with, with something that um, could be a temptation to anybody, which is just unforgiveness mm-hmm. and, um, and letting the sun go down in your anger and all that, that gives the enemy a foothold in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but any, you guys could just pop off any, yeah, well, anything I, else. You're I, think, I'm thinking of when here, I think but, about that, I think of when uh, like in Luke 10, when Jesus is sending the disciples out the, the 70, whatever. And, and they come back and they're like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Everything, man, we got demons running from us and we got, you know, it's great news. And it's interesting because he says, right? He says, uh, don't rejoice in all. Now, he wasn't, he was a bummer on there. He was rejoicing with them. I'm sure he's a good dad, you yeah. know? He's a good disciple maker. And he's, I'm sure he was like, awesome. Don't just rejoice in that. Mm-hmm. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life it's in heaven yeah. and it's and and so in other words rejoice that you're saved mm-hmm. that like get, let's get your focus on the on the right thing here it's not just you know that we just cast out demons yeah that's mm-hmm. just not and so the only way your name got written in that book is by forgiveness it didn't get in any other way right <laughs> that's the that's deal. one of my biggest pet peeves yeah. as as an evangelist is when people you know, get a healing or they get a deliverance or something, something happens uh-huh. and they just leave it. Yeah. They don't lead the person towards repentance and towards Jesus. Mm. They just leave it. There's like a fumbled ball on the one yard line. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like they need, they need Somebody eternal life. <laughs> that's the point of this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, it yeah. needs to be said. All right. <laughs> yeah. Any, anything as else far as, yeah, of? as far as like yeah. ways people open doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the things that you mm. uh, permit to be in your life, right? So mm. there's, there's <laughs> things you watch, <laughs> things you listen to, environments you choose to be in, um, thing, people that you choose to let be voices into your life. Those are all ways, you know, it's like you talk about the gates of the, the eye gates mm-hmm. and the ear gates. Gates are ways that things get in. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be a good gatekeeper of your mm-hmm. life. Um, and I, uh, I think we just have to be smarter about not playing around with things that are, are dangerous, you know? So it's like, um, mm-hmm. There's a scripture in Proverbs, I think, about where he's like, people like heap coals into their lap and then are surprised when they're burned, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I think yeah, about that. It's like, uh, no. you like are always just watching things that are like unclean or full of like foulness or, you know, violence or like all of those things. And it's like, that's what you're just, you're immersing yourself in this filth and then like surprised when it gets in, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I think as Christians, we have to be much wiser than that and much more, understanding of how things come into our lives. So mm-hmm. ear gates, 
eye gates. Yeah, I think the evil communication corrupts good manners. And I think that communication, we might just say, oh, that's just people talking. But I think even if you study that word out, a lot of that has to do with giving, like communicating something to someone or giving, communing, communing or giving yourself to something. Mm-hmm. So it's it goes beyond, you know, something went past your eye gate that was not right. so good. Right. Oh my God, I'm demon. No. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, when you follow that thing home <laughs> or try to bring it home with you, that's when it's going to become an issue. Mm-hmm. And so it's what you're given to. You're drink, uh, drinking it in a little yes, bit. Yes, it becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, you know, and I think there's idol worship that will yeah. open you up to <laughs> oppression of the enemy, um, you know, uh, and obviously like just not letting the word in, mm-hmm. like yeah. just not spending time with him. You will open up to everything. You're That's just so a true. wide, and then your gates wide open because you just, you don't, you don't even know how to keep the gates of your heart. Mm-hmm. You just, you have no knowledge. You, you're not, uh, equipped. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, so there, the word prayer, um, worship, uh, yeah. fellowship Unsafe with people, fellowship, <laughs> you right. know, little it details, it cleanses. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of little things. It's like, I don't need church. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you insist, but you're, you actually do. Yeah. No, I mean, God thinks you do. But... God thinks, ah, you don't need it. That's like, and, uh, <laughs> and maybe church needs you too, but that's yeah. a little selfishness going on there. If you think mm-hmm. that's the case. It seems so, like isolation yeah. might be a bad idea. Little, yeah, dealing with a predator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's the enemy. Um, that's one of his tactics, obviously. A big tactic is to isolate a person mm-hmm. because if he can isolate you, um, then the only input you're getting is his. Yeah, <laughs> that's or real, you, or yeah. <laughs> that's almost as you're, that's you're, worse than a lot might of might be worse because you're listening to him. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, I got an idea. And yeah, so, that's that's one of them, you know. A verse I always think of is Proverbs 18, 1, mm-hmm. whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire and he'll break out against right. all sound judgment. Right. And yeah, you have no wisdom. You have no way out when you're just by yourself. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you guys covered a lot of ways to kind of keep those doors shut, but um, is there any other advice you would just give to people like how to live, how to, how to maintain freedom? Well, I, I, I was just going to say, when you're talking about isolation and the way the enemy comes in, one of the hallmarks of, uh, recognizing the the oppression of the enemy or the influence of the enemy in someone's life is that they're in confusion. Mm-hmm. And when you're in confusion and alone, there's almost no remedy. I mean, the Lord can come in sovereignly and he does, but um, one of the ways to be keep to become free and then to stay free mm-hmm. is to be in regular fellowship with other Believers who are, I don't mean believers just in name. I mean believers and people who are actually in fellowship with the Lord and in prayer and in the word, because when we all, and we all do come under the, the influence of the enemy who seeks to bring confusion, he twists things up, things become unclear. It takes the voice of someone else speaking truth into our life that can bring um, deliverance yes. to us before it gets before it gets to a place where we enter into destruction, right? Mm-hmm. It can just be deliverance doesn't always have to be like you're in right. this, like your life is horrible and mm-hmm. you're in drugs and like all of that and you need mm-hmm. to be delivered. It's like when you start to feel that impact, impact from the assault of the enemy and he mm-hmm. is, it is an assault. Mm-hmm. It's an assault against your mind. It's an assault against your soul. It's mm-hmm. an assault against your purpose and your calling and your identity as a son of God. That's mm-hmm. why the enemy comes at you is to confuse who you are. Uh, if you can confuse who you are, then everything else comes into question. And so that is one place that we need the body of Christ to be able to speak to us the truth of who we are, the truth of what's actually happening, the truth of what someone actually meant or said to us that it gets twisted up in our um, in our hurt or our disappointment or all of those things. You know, those are places where the enemy comes in, places of hurt, places of disappointment, places of seeming rejection. You know, we're just like wide mm-hmm. open now because there's a place of injury yeah. um, that the enemy can come into. And it's the body of Christ that brings healing and brings anointing to those places and brings hope to places. And so that's just so key. Absolutely. And I think there's the balance between the fellowship with the body and the fellowship with the father. Absolutely. That if you don't have both, if you have either one, only one, you'll be 
really out of balance, mm-hmm. like in a weird way, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll open up to just weird thoughts and, you know, um, religions, if you will. Yeah. If you just have, uh, well, it's just me and God thing going. Mm-hmm. And if you have a just, well, it's just the body of Christ. I, I'm really good. I get along with everybody in the body, but I don't like ever talk to the Father. Then yeah. <laughs> you're going to have another imbalance going along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that whole isolation thing is more important than uh, most people understand, actually. And I think that's a major place because the enemy, since he, like we said earlier, he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning. He, everything about him is a lie. So if you're isolated, he's only going to give you lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, by yeah. the way, he can wrap it in a Bible verse really well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's really good at Bible versing, you know, like, Hey, have you considered <laughs> this? <laughs> you know, you're like, no, I hadn't considered that. He goes, well, I think mm-hmm. you should, you might be considering it out of context, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you should consider it. And if you don't have anybody else in your life, including the Holy spirit to help um, modulate that or people around you to help that with that, then all you get is one input. And that on the input is not interested in your success as a, uh, or, or like you said, your identity He's not interested in your purpose. He's not interested in you in any way. Matter of fact, he's fully and 100% against you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand that's where you're getting the input from. That's who the source of your uh, input is yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to the source of your life, which mm-hmm. comes from him, from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when would it be time for a person to seek help and deliverance ministry? When would it get to that point? Somebody, well, I believe, listening. <laughs> uh, I believe that um, deliverance comes in everybody's life every day of their life. I believe there's some form of it. Then I think Liz mentioned something like that. But I would first go to uh, the word and prayer uh, people you're accountable to, you know, and ask, just ask, don't, you know, Mm -hmm. be afraid. Uh, Someone you can trust, not just anybody. Okay. And uh, someone who knows the word. And um, if, if you're still like, not sure, um, you know, then, and you can't, you're not getting any resolve. You're in like perpetual, the same, you're the same things happening, not the same, not just the temptation, but it's leading into the, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride. I mean, you're into, you're in it. (laughs) And so, and it's not, it's continual. It's never changing. Mm -hmm. Then I would say it's, um, it's time. It's time for you to receive deliverance. If you, because you're not able to, um, uh, find your way there on your own. Yeah. Um, I think then it's time to find somebody to find help. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think, and I said, I want to, I want to really emphasize this. There's no shame in that. Right. There's just none. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you should be careful on who you go to for that mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Because some people they're going to just like never look at you the same and just be like uh and that's why a lot of people stay mm-hmm. out of church and not part of a church. But if you're in a good church with people who care about God and care about your life and realize they were forgiven <laughs> and they and need to be forgiven every day, they're going to come alongside of you and they're going to give you a pure word of God and the, and the, and the, you know, God's sword's going to come in and he's actually going to, you know, the Lord was actually going to deliver your life. Mm-hmm. And that's such an, it's just a wonderful way to use that awesome word. That's mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's God, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 I was just, uh, I completely agree with what Pastor Rob said. I just was thinking as you were talking that um, it's there are some times when the Lord, I mean, most of the times I would say the Lord will just deliver you either through the word. The word delivers, right? He right. sends his word and he delivers them. Mm-hmm. Um, he delivers through his word. He deli- I, so many times I'm delivered in worship, mm-hmm. in that time of surrender and communion with him or in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say this, it's, if you're not finding it in those places, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you because sometimes the Lord wants us to receive deliverance at the hand of his people. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. something de- different that he ministers to us that way. And it's a good thing. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I I can't do it on my own and there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so now I guess, because I, 
I w- didn't, couldn't find it here and I have to go do this. It's not that at all. But, and I'm just speaking this from my own life. There's times when I've received deliverance directly from the hand of the Lord. Mm. And there are times when I've received deliverance through the ministry of somebody else in my life. And mm. both are needed and both are both are the minis- the deliverance of God. They're yeah, just right. in a different in a different way. Jesus didn't heal people the same way every time. Sometimes he spoke a word. Sometimes there was a touch that was needed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he sent his disciples. You know, it's like, so um, however he chooses to bring deliverance to our life, he is the deliverer. Yeah. But it's good to be able to receive that from other people as well. Yeah, I think sometimes we can try to put God in a box mm-hmm. and how it should be done. It's like it be a very religious way. And mm-hmm. we have examples of that through the Bible, including the Old Testament, where, you know, the leaders like, you know, hey, let's go get. Uh, go get healed by that, you know, prophet of God. And, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, go dunk yourself a few times. And Jordan's like, what? <laughs> My water is better. <laughs> I thought know? he was going to wave his hand over the spot. <laughs> Some, you know, lightning and thunders. <laughs> like, and, you yeah. know, and yeah. the guy with him like, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I thought I, I was going to throw up and backwards crab walk. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, I don't know if you noticed, but you're a leper. <laughs> like you really shouldn't be like. <laughs> Listen, you can get delivered by being obedient. Yeah, yeah. I, that's true. People don't realize that by actually yeah. just doing, being obedient, God will deliver your life. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. It's better than all the sacrifice. paths of the Lord. <laughs> all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love, faithfulness. Yes. Right? Yeah. Just walk those paths. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Well, we have a couple minutes left. Is there anything you'd want to, you'd each want to leave the people with? In regards to this subject. Yeah, I'll just say um, that God loves to deliver his people. Mm -hmm. Um, The main thing I sense when we're with someone that the Lord is ministering to is how jealous he is for them, how Mm. much he hates the enemy of their soul that has assaulted them and how willing he is, um, not just willing, but like longing to heal, deliver, and restore. That is, I never, ever sense from him shame on somebody, a willing, like a desire to punish and like condemn. It's never that. It's like, yes, I get my opportunity to exact my vengeance against the enemy of their soul because he's my enemy. Like that is what I feel from the heart of God is his extreme um, pleasure to defend and rescue his children and restore them to his rightful place. So that's that's the heart of God for yeah. deliverance. That's so good. Yeah, he yeah. says a jealous God. He, mm-hmm. He's jealous for you for your life, uh, and there's nothing you can do to earn deliverance. Mm-hmm. Like this is not an earn it or pay for it or any, this is like God and His pure grace in your life, and that He's just you know He He wants to see you whole yeah man yeah we want to be those that thank the lord that return to him after we're delivered and we want to go to his feet and just say thank you jesus Mm. that you would save me that you would deliver me the thing that had compelled me and i could get no victory i didn't even know what to do you came and Mm -hmm. uh, delivered me clothed me put me in my right mind Mm -hmm. put me at your feet thank you for that i owe it all to you so Mm -hmm. um he is so willing to help you. So I hope that you'll come to him in prayer and in humility and know that, like my friend said, he's more than willing to set you free. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.